so my sister came back into town, which is always fun. She's usually only here twice a year, a good portion of the summer, like two and a half months in the summer, and then always at Christmas time. So we brought her onto the podcast, and that was really exciting. Yeah. It was cool for me because like, I, we had figured out kind of, and maybe we even said this in the episode, so I apologize if you hear it again. Um, but when Brooke walked in, I or when we were setting up for her, I was like, wait, have I met Brooke? No, nope, I haven't met Brooke, but I felt like I knew her already. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was probably similar for you and David yeah. like when he yeah. came in. Yeah. Yeah, but she was really funny, and uh, I really like her... Uh, the way she talks, I really like her mm-hmm. accent because she's been in Oklahoma for, you said, five years about? Mm, I think so, yeah. She's picked up a slight, <laughs> uh, like, kind of southern, or I guess midwestern accent, and I dig it. Yeah. I like her voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, what's the word? Like, mimic? She'll say mm-hmm. something specific, and I'll, I'll just repeat it, and she's like, shut up. <laughs> um, but I really liked that she shared on just kind of her collegiate experience yeah um to Since me she's, you and I haven't had that yeah to me that's like eternity she spelled, spent in college <laughs> um and just the fact that she did dabble into like the sports side of things but if you talk to her and I think you'll get it from the episode she's very academic focused yeah so I thought it was cool to have her share her story on how she focused on that but also how she um was involved in sports and captain of the cross country team, but then how that transpired into her not running and just kind of running for herself. And I was excited to have her on because I do feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially coming from playing sports in high school. For sure. And then going to college where a lot of the times the school is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. um, If you're like the best of the best – in high you're school, now, sometimes you're competing against the 10 other best of the best of, yeah. you know. Yeah. You end up being not, like, you end up being just with the rest of the people that were at your exact same level. So you don't seem to stand out as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing we did forget was to <laughs> ask Brooke ahead of time um, a question to ask for others. So we're just going to share it in the intro she had a question for both of us um if you got paid ten thousand dollars a month to live in a secluded cabin with no human interaction but you had to make it the full time each month in order to get the money could you do it could i do it yes yeah zero human interaction like i feel like that for a month i could at least do it for a month I feel like I feel like a month doesn't sound long, but <laughs> but, but it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like picturing myself when Alonzo was like working out of town for like a week, and your girl slept on the couch the whole time <laughs> because I was like too scared to be in the bedroom by myself. So I'm just like, like, could I really make it 30 or 31 days? I guess too, though, it would totally depend on if it was winter or summer, because if it was True. summer. A hundred percent, I could yeah, do it. I think I it's light all the time. I could be exploring. And I like, guess she's saying it's secluded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like in the summertime, I could definitely do it. Wintertime, maybe not. Because yeah, I don't know that I could be not. in the dark by myself for 30 days in the cold. I'm not great at like, starting fires. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Does right? Like, cabin have Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Can oh, I watch America's so Next Top Model? So many questions. So many questions. Um, 
I, I guess our answer is we could do it. We could. I don't know that I would want to. Yeah. But I could. I could. Yeah. For the most part. Well played, Brooke. <laughs> well played. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, is there anything else that we need to? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, happy holidays yes. and enjoy this episode with Brooke. Denise was saying she just kind of like put two and two together, like realized that this would be like the first time she actually is meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like is really I, weird. Yeah. Cause I, feel I, like I actually know you though. Yeah. Well, and media, between so. like Jordan talking about you or like just bringing stuff up and, and then also, um, like we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. So I like see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't it's like, Oh wait, I haven't ever <laughs> met Brooke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Brooke, this is Denise. Denise, this is Brooke. Um, how old? How much older is David than you? Three years. Okay, then yeah, I'm three years older, right? Yeah. 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 Ninety-two. Ninety-five. Yeah. yeah. You're like just, just under three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, but you and David didn't grow up together. I was just gonna a- ask. Mm-hmm. So you not really, I mean, not really. So I found it really cool. Um, and I would like to time my children this way. Um, I was a senior in high school when Brooke was a freshman. Yeah. And I just thought that that was like super cool and super yeah. fun. Cause I feel like that would have happened if we were in the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I feel like that's when we actually became friends. Yeah. More of not, just yeah. siblings and having to like each other, um, to just like friends which was fun. Fun fact, one time, um, I I didn't make her. She volunteered. Well, I mean, you did it, so. I didn't know where you're going. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there was this kid we knew, knew in, that lived in the same neighborhood as us, like on the same street as my parents, just on the other side of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie was over, and he was throwing a party, and we both wanted to drink, and it was like winter, I think. So mm-hmm. obviously we weren't going to walk. Um, and Brooke was, didn't even have a license yet. And we I were didn't like, have my permit. <laughs> we were like, we need you to drive us to this place. And anyway, so she ends up driving Stephanie's car, like chauffeurs us there. And then you were with us the whole time. Yeah, so she was like playing beer pong, <laughs> not drinking, but right, yeah. playing beer pong. And whoever you were playing with, you guys were just like kicking ass and every everybody else was like getting upset because she wasn't drinking like that's not fair like that doesn't count yeah yeah, yeah. That was so I'm funny. like I'm 13 I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad don't know I'm away <laughs> yeah that was fun it was fun so you were the bad influencer yeah she had to be David for sure was the bad influencer like he's the one that like yeah was it, which is trying to get me funny to because I don't ever think that I did anything terrible or like even remotely rebellious but yeah i definitely was like poke always poking like yeah. you should do this yeah you should do hey, this yeah you wanna. Like, no <laughs> i mean like, even no. at times mom would be like could you just do something <laughs> and like get in trouble or something and i'd be like what i can't break the rules <laughs> i know yeah can you just be a normal teenager <laughs> that's yeah. funny yeah i feel like i was definitely the the calmer, like, nicer, not better, I say better, but not better, like, all over, but just better at following rules. Like, yeah. I 
actually respected rules, whereas David didn't know rules existed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he made his own rules. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like you ever got grounded or anything. I never got grounded. And either. I remember being grounded multi- on multiple occasions for... I think they tried to take my phone away once, and it Multiple lasted all of, like, things. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, that uh, that one time, it was, like, the first day of school. I think this was, like, my junior year, and I was, like, really sick, but I hadn't seen my friends in a long time, so I <laughs> wanted to go to school. And Mom was like, no, you're not going to school. You're sick. And I was like, well, too bad, because I'm going to school. And I had I texted Kathleen and had her come, because she could drive at that point. I don't think – so maybe this was sophomore year. I don't know. She comes and picks me up, and as my mom's, like, in the shower, I, like, leave. To go to school. Yeah, what a weird thing for you to want to do, I know, I know. That's, like, the last... I feel like... (laughs) I know. Yeah. Anyways, she's (laughs) pissed. She was pissed. Like, drove to school, came and got my ass, but I got, like, you know, like, the office TA, like, delivered a note saying, like, Jordan, you know, you go to the office or whatever. So as I'm walking, apparently she couldn't wait for me and, like, found my classroom... So we like pass each other, but <laughs> they like, let her like I in the don't office. Know. She they probably just like, like she was like, <sighs> yeah. like I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So she, apparently, because Kathleen happened to be in that class too, and apparently she just like stormed in and was like, "Where's Jordan?" And I was just like, "Jesus, <laughs> I'm just trying to go to school, mom." <laughs> yeah. I got, I got like a, in what a weird, weird thing for you to get in trouble. For. I know. I was I was just being I an asshole. Never got though. in trouble for that. I don't think it was like me going to school and being no, sick. No, it was like, like me just the thinking that I could do that. You could just leave while she was showering. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm sure yeah. your mom got out of the shower and was like, "Hey, that Jordan, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I can just start like, "Hey, Jordan, um, do you want any?" Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, oh, this bitch. I know. As a mom looking back, maybe that, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess all that to say, Brooke never did anything like that, so. <laughs> Here's just an example of something that Brooke would not have done. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to think of, like, a time that you got in trouble. I cut mom's pearls. Yeah, Brooke, <laughs> would, Brooke got in like trouble stuff. a lot as, like... 10 and under yeah not even 10 and under like just like young like elementary yeah Yeah. I was pretty stubborn I mean I'm still really stubborn Mm -hmm. but I think that's what got me in the most trouble just being stubborn yeah like mom would be like don't do that and I'd be like okay I'm gonna do it (laughs) so it's like I think I got spanked every day of my childhood like and that's (laughs) not an exaggeration (laughs) either I just never learned it's just like whatever (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Um, so we can talk about whatever you want, but I kind of wanted you to go over your whole, I probably am not even saying this correctly, but like collegiate sport journey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I feel like a lot of our listeners could relate to that. Um, and just because you completely I mean, you were going to school to become a pharmacist, right? That's been, like, game plan since... My junior year of high school. Yeah, for a long time. But you were also going on scholarships for running, which at that time, well, and still is a really big part of your life, but definitely didn't play out the way that I'm sure you imagined it to play out. Not at all. 
why don't you start with why you even picked Oklahoma? Because I feel like that's <laughs> random as fuck. Yeah. So um, people always ask me like, why Oklahoma? Yeah, like, people ask me that every know. day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so. I was in the recruiting process, so lots of schools, um, I was either contacting them or they were contacting me based off of um, usually your state cross-country results. Um, My junior year, I placed third at state, and so that's kind of what they were going off of for that recruiting period. Wait, pause. Can you just tell us how many, like, records you broke in high school? Because that was always (laughs) cool for me. So (laughs) I, yeah, so I just joined high school cross country, honestly, to get in shape for basketball season. And I ended up setting the freshman record. Um, I think I ran it 2019, I believe. Um, And then was the fastest freshman for Lathrop that year. And then the following year as a sophomore, I broke the sophomore record. I believe it was an 1849 and then my 18 minutes and 49 seconds yes for a 5k yeah Mm -hmm. yeah forgot about that Um, (laughs) and then my junior year I ran the junior record with an 1823 Um, and then it was after that that I actually ended up getting um, exertional compartment syndrome but it was something that nobody really in the interior could firmly diagnosed um one of my doctors worked with me a ton and he was absolutely amazing through it all and he actually ended up hooking me up with a doctor down the line that fixed it but and what is that what what was it called exertional compartment syndrome so essentially uh, my muscles would swell within the fascial sheath that surrounds it Mm -hmm. and it would like push on nerves and so my legs would kind of um I say go numb, but it like definitely tangle. hurt. And so, but I got so used to it because I didn't actually get it fixed till my sophomore year of college because, like I said, we didn't really know what it was and uh, no one could confidently diagnose it. So, yeah, he actually found this, this doctor in Casper, Wyoming that had been running um, this procedure that he came up with, and it's injecting Botox into the back of your leg, um, so the muscles that really uh, trap the artery and the veins, because that's essentially what was happening. Um, so I was having arterial entrapment on top of the venous compression. And so blood wasn't really flowing well in or out. And so that's why when I started running, those would get compressed and then my legs would hurt and then they would yeah. kind of go numb. Um, and like I said, I really got used to it. And so like halfway through the race, I would oh be God. like limping because like my leg was just like dragging. I couldn't really pick them up. Um yes. And yeah, it was just a, it was a weird thing, but I got that done and I really haven't had a problem with it since. It took a little bit to come back because Botox really just kills your muscle. Um, yeah. And then like paralyzes you gotta, it, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you got to learn how to rerun with those muscles that you now don't have and like, mm. you know, muscles that weren't working before kind of thing so it took a while I actually ran like my slowest 5k ever (laughs) as a college runner and that was kind of devastating but I finally got back in the 19s the very last race of the season so so how long does that last so it's it it's different for it varies from person to person Um, my first one lasted about six months which was pretty typical and then I got my second set of injections probably about seven or eight months down the road. Um, and I haven't had a problem with it since. So okay. some people need one to, some people will need one treatment. Some people will need five. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends on the person. 
And so after you were asked about her high school records, but um, mm -hmm. was that senior year? So my senior year, um, I actually remember crossing the finish line at state. And honestly, I just gave it my all. Um, my legs were in quite a bit of pain. And really by the end of running, I didn't realize how much pain my legs were in until I got it fixed. And then well, when I got right. it fixed, I was like, wow okay yeah. you know when people would say does it hurt i'd be like no it's just numb but it really did hurt yeah. i was just so used to it well then also i mean you're getting you not well yeah you're getting accustomed to how it's feeling so yeah. you can kind of like push that in the back of your brain but also I, I mean i don't run so i don't know if this is true but don't you get like runner's euphoria yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like and a I, high almost to yeah. where right your adrenaline's going it, it's definitely yeah. going you've got I did, I did, I mean, not cross country, but I did uh, long distance in high school track. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's like at a certain point, you just, your body's moving, <laughs> but you don't feel like you're moving it. Right. Does that, no, is oh, that 100%. How you feel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's on like, like autopilot. I should do It knows forever. what it's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and nothing, I'm it just like, takes my, over. yeah, like everything just goes into sync and then hmm. you just feel like you could do that forever and not get tired or anything. <laughs> I find that it's more so like that the longer races you do. Mm -hmm. um, the short ones, I'm like, okay, I could really stop now. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, um, I mean, that senior year when I was struggling with that, I went out, gave it my all at state, and I didn't think I got top 10. I thought I got 11th, and so I was kind of bummed, but I was, you know, it's fine. I came out here to do the best that I could do. I remember finding out I got 10th and I just started crying because I was like, <laughs> I did not think I could do that yeah. with these conditions and I managed to do it. So. And so how did you end up? For, so Oklahoma, how did? Yeah. So I just got that phone call um, from one of the coaches and he was assistant coach at the time. And he's like, hey, I was looking at Alaska and uh, we really want you to come to our program. You know, he saw on my recruiting profile that I wanted to do pharmacy and he's, you know, trying to convince me that they have one of the best pharmacy programs in the nation and all this, you know, kind of interesting stuff. So <laughs> I literally got off the phone with him and I was like, my mom goes, who's that? I said, I don't know somebody from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, Oklahoma. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Not happening. So then he kept calling, though. He called again, and I kind of had another conversation with him. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should look into it, fact check him, see what's yeah. up. And sure enough, they had one of the top pharmacy schools. Uh, we actually are usually in the top 10 every year for NAPLEX pass rates, which is the pharmacy board exam. Mm. So... That was a huge attraction. Um, they're also top for the MPJE, which is the law exam. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a fantastic so professor. Yeah, super random. So it's just a what? <laughs> just Oklahoma. Yeah, it's just it's just been established for a long time. Like oh, okay. the, the school itself that has been schools. around yeah. for a long time. Um, it's got a really small ratio of students to teachers so that environment you can really interact with your professors i knew all oh, okay. of my professors and they all knew me by my first name yeah well that would make a huge um, difference yeah. and that to me just gave you way more of a personal learning experience it's more intimate and um they all had open door policies so you just went and found them and you know you'd go in there and you could just sit down and vent mm -hmm. like i mean granted you you create relationships with some more than others but you always had the option 
That's really cool. And that to me was huge. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go sit, even for undergrad, you had that option. Um, I didn't want to go sit in a classroom with 500 people in, it, in an auditorium watching a little screen to learn math. True. Um, that just didn't sound, it wasn't my cup of tea. So. But then it turned out to be the, the smaller thing. Yeah. Out, like Oklahoma turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. So Oklahoma, at first it was, did not turn out to be anything I wanted it to be. Actually, um, I struggled hardcore, but anyways, I decided to go there. Um, and I mean, I knew nobody One, because the academics were good yeah yeah right and that well the number one thing was the pharmacy program had the pharmacy program not been there i would have never said okay yeah i'm gonna sign this um the scholarship he was offering actually covered more than what tuition was and so i got an overage check every semester without i was an undergrad so it was like a thousand extra bucks to go towards room and board um and so that was huge for me um especially because i didn't have to take out any student loans prior to pharmacy school I, I don't know. I just pretty much hopped on a plane in January, went and visited, and I told my mom, like, okay, this is what's happening. I remember, actually, when I called to really tell them, you know, I'm coming and do my verbal commitment, it took me an hour to actually hit, like, dial. I had the phone number dialed on my phone, and my mom <laughs> just kept walking by the computer room and being like, when are you going to just call yeah, them? What are you doing? And I'd be like, mom. <laughs> Why did it take to, so long? I'm about to call. I, I don't know. Well, I, I think it was like, decision. you know, yeah. I'm about to move 30,000 miles <laughs> <Can't relate. laughs> away. 30,000. I'm about to move 3,000 plus miles away mm-hmm. from home. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's just, Anybody, it was hard. Anything, well, because your nobody... other, like, top option was Oregon, right? Yeah, so Oregon Which State. And that was a huge closer. school. Yeah, yeah, it is much closer. much closer. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, absolutely gorgeous. But it was a really big school and like i said tuition would have been i mean i would have been taking out loans just mm. to just to get through undergrad and i probably would have been doing a full four-year degree prior to applying to pharmacy school versus this program that i was in to had the traditional um it was a two plus four so it ended up being six years total so i started there in the fall of 2014 and i'll graduate this may mm-hmm. That's really cool. um did anything really attract you to the running team or were you was that just kind of like an added bonus was like there was also a cross country yeah so the way they kind of talked me like really talked up the running program was that like you know they were kind of in a spot where they were wanting they're wanting to grow Mm -hmm. um you know I think what they told me basically was you know, we're not super fast. We're not top in the region or anything like that. But, you know, the more we can recruit top runners, the better off we'll be. And we get one in and then you get more in. And, like, it – and some of the, the girls that were already there, like, they improved a ton. And um, we got – we actually ended up having a decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, we placed third at conference my – believe it was my junior year which is the highest Swasu had ever seen in cross country so I mean we got we definitely grew um there were a ton of hiccups in between those but um yeah I would say really academics is what sold me at that point the running was just basically an added perk and paid for my school mm-hmm. but then the fact I was like I'm running collegiately so that was huge for That's me cool. yeah. yeah it was cool in general yeah, yeah. um so at some point you, I don't know, right word, resigned 
I mean, you quit yeah. the, mm-hmm. the running team. Oh, and at yeah. that point in time, you yeah. were a captain, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us about that, like how you got to that point. Yeah, so my freshman year there, I actually enjoyed it. Um, there were definitely bumps. It was hard being away from home. I think that was my biggest issue was being homesick. My second year was when my re- leg really came into play, and I mm-hmm. just was miserable. Like, I, it hurt so bad. Um, I just kind of felt like I was falling apart, and I felt like the coach really didn't care all that much like you know he just brought in faster people and that was fine like he was like okay well whatever I have these new fast people so just kind of like push you aside um it just wasn't uh, I went from coaching in high school that was they cared about you they cared about your like how you were treating yourself your body your mind like everything um and they are all fantastic humans I still have contact with all of them today um they're a huge part of like who I am today and the runner I am today uh Kevin still sends me training plans I mean he made my training plan for the marathon that I ran last November um anyway so if I showed up to practice in high school and was like you know my leg kind of hurts but I'm still gonna run he'd be Mm -hmm. like yeah no you're not you know go sit you know you're gonna sit over here and hang out um and if I didn't say anything, he could watch me run and figure it out. Yeah. So, you know, he'd pull me out after three intervals and I'd be like, what are you doing? I said it didn't hurt, you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, obviously. So, like, <laughs> pull me out. Um, and he was somebody, you know, all of them, they were somebody you could you could actually talk to about stuff versus you kind of, you go to college and I'm not going to speak for everybody's experience, but mine, it was like, you're kind of there. It's a job. I mean, it's essentially a job. You're getting paid to do it. And so if you're not going to show up and, like, do the full workout, even if you're in mm-hmm. however much pain, then you might as well just leave. Um, and that went on for a long time. And I would, like, wake up at 5.30 every morning to get to practice at 6. And I would just dread it. Like, mm. it was, like, dragging your feet to get out the door. Um, you'd show up at 5.55 and just be like – yay, I get to run today, not, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it just, it just got worse and worse. And I actually, I went in and had a meeting about it because I was actually full on wanting to transfer schools because I just wasn't fitting in in Oklahoma and it just wasn't the place for me and, you know, yada, yada. So I go in with, I have a talk with the coach and I think it went really well. You know, he kind of told me exactly what I needed to hear. And then about a week later, we have a team meeting and all of the stuff that I said got said out loud to the team that I thought was like confident to me. Um, And I kind of broke like I just absolutely was like, you know, hyperventilate, like hyperventilating mode. Like we went out for the run and I was just like I was mind blown. Like I couldn't believe that happened. Why did he do that? Like what was his purpose? Well, I and I think honestly he just felt attacked because we were having a team meeting and we were voicing our concerns. And so like I can see it from both sides. Like he felt attacked and I was the captain who mediated the whole thing. And um I but, just, but he said what you had told him in Yeah, so he didn't say, meeting? like, straight up, you know, Brooke said blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, I don't – I think the words were, like, I don't get when people can't say, like, that this can't be home to them and blah, which is basically, like – like word for everything word, what that I said. But, like, I mean, granted, he was, he didn't tell the team, like, this is what Brooke said. 
but I knew that's what I yeah, said word yeah. for word. And so I was just like, uh, I'm so confused because I thought well, that conversation a lot of the girls were okay. from Oklahoma. Yeah. So all, it probably wouldn't uh, have been hard all of them, to figure except out. Except for a couple that were like, one was from Colorado and one was from Texas. So, so basically. literally three of you that yeah, it could have been. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it was. Yeah, anyways. So that kind of happened, and then it just kind of, from there, just kind of spiraled out of control. Like I like I said, I hated it. And then my third year running, I was in pharmacy school simultaneously. So it was like, I didn't sleep. Um, I would be at practice, get up at 520, go to practice, go to class, go to weights, go to class, go to meeting, um, and then start all over again the next day. And so between studying, I remember one night I did, I just, I didn't go to sleep because I was up studying until three, tried to go to sleep till like five. And then I couldn't, like, I was just wide awake. So I just stayed up and then we had 400s the next morning and I could not hit a split to save my life because I was so dead, but I tried. What, <laughs> is I, that, what does that mean, what you just said? Yeah, yeah. So your split, so like my split, you know, if it was supposed to be a 70 second 400, Mm-hmm. I was probably running like an 80, like a full 10 seconds behind what I was supposed to be oh, hitting. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, I just gotcha. wasn't running fast enough. Um, you know, I went from like being top two to three, usually in workouts, to being like almost last because I just, my body was not working with me because um, I wasn't giving it anything to work with. Yeah. Like I did that to myself. And so I kind of just, a lot of stuff just led up to it. I actually... Something big happened one day, and I just decided enough was enough, and I actually just walked out of practice um, in the middle of practice, and I just was like, I'm done. So I just literally walked home. Didn't you – was it after that then? Because I feel like I remember you, like, a, like confronting him mm-hmm. and um, calling him out on some stuff, and I f- feel like you recorded the conversation <laughs> without him knowing – yeah, I did. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> I did. I did, and I didn't reason, use it though. for like anything, like the recording itself. I didn't use it to my like to try yeah. and get anything out of it. I sent it to my mom. Yeah, that morning because I wanted her to like know clearly why I quit. Yeah, um, and she supported me a thousand percent. She was basically like, "Get out of there! Like, get out!" I mean, I was in tears all the time. There was a point where my mom was like, "Brooke, you cannot call your dad in tears again because he's about to get on that damn airplane <laughs> and come down there and fight." And yeah. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, but I mean, when I say I was in tears nightly, like that's not even an exaggeration. I was absolutely miserable, just like mentally drained all the time. Um, Am I allowed to ask like what? What kind of stuff are, are, was he saying that was... Um, you know, it's not even super clear anymore. But in the conversation, a lot was said about basically how we were treated. Um, and I initially, the, the day I left practice, he texted me and he said, you come to my office. And I specifically remember texting back and saying, you know, we're both upset. Maybe tomorrow's a better day. And the answer was no. Like, you have to come now. And so I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, you do not want me to come now. <laughs> like, you really don't. <laughs> and to this day, like, the proudest moment of that whole conversation is that I didn't cry once. Mm. I might have walked out and cried, but right. I didn't cry Not once like in, there. in there. And, like, yeah. I'm totally an emotional crier where if I'm angry, I just cry. Yeah. It's what so, I do. It, yeah. <laughs> and so, anyways, yeah, I went in there, um, called him out on a couple things uh we had a girl with some we had a girl on the team with some medical stuff going on and 
he just never really cared about it. Um, and so it always fell on me because A, I was captain and B, I had a little bit of training at that point in some medications. But like I said, first year of pharmacy school, really not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so I had to deal with those situations a lot. And there was one situation that in particular that got really bad and he wasn't around and we were out on a run and I had to like get her back to what we called the track shed. Um, and when we got back, he wasn't there and the shed was locked. So all of her stuff was in there. Um, I couldn't get my phone because my phone was in there. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. luckily one of the track girls had showed up early and we could use their phone and get like call for help. And I was just, yeah. And that was just one instance. Yeah. And it was just things like that. And it was almost like, Every time I said anything, it was just being denied, kind of, yeah. and, like, giving me a reason why. And I remember sitting in the conversation multiple times, you know, I didn't come here to argue. I came here because you asked me to, and you're asking me why I did what I did, and I'm telling you. So I'm not going to argue with you. And I specifically remember saying that, like, more, more than three times. Mm -hmm. Because every time I said anything, it was an argument. And I was like, again, I'm not going to argue with you. That yeah. You asked why I did what I did, and I'm telling you, and now I'm going to leave. I have class. Like, <laughs> bye. Um, so it was later that night because uh, he had decided, like, well, you're not going to regionals. And that was one thing that bothered me, too, is, like, he thought that he could get me with a consequence yeah. as if I'm not a person who thinks about stuff before I do it. Because, I don't know, knowing me growing up, right. I don't do anything without but thinking way ahead. This is a dramatic thing for you to do. It is. Yeah. To it just, is. like, get up and it, leave without. And it was huge. And I'm yeah. sorry, it was premeditated. I told mom the day before that if what happened actually happened, I was walking out of practice. And she said, I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. And so I did it. And I had to, when I left, I actually had to walk home because my keys were locked in the shed and my phone was locked in the shed. And I was like, I'm not just going to sit here and like, yell that. <laughs> Go back. So like, hey, I'm, can you unlock yeah, the shed? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I just walked home. I mean, shoot, they were yelling so loud I could hear him. I could hear him at the football field. And I was just like, peace out. <laughs> but no, I just, I got home and I just waited. My roommate actually and one of my friends drove my car back to my apartment and like oh, my nice stuff yeah. so I just sat on my apartment steps for like an hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> contemplating my life decisions yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know I talked to my mom later that day and like I said he'd given me the option to stay on the team at that point he was like but you're not going to regionals and I think he thought he would get me with that but again I'm like it just goes to show how well you know your athlete when mm. you don't realize that yeah I do I did that fully knowing what my consequences would be yeah um and to me, it just wasn't worth going back. And I have no regrets whatsoever. I also have no regrets about running cross country and going through all that because right, it's really yeah. helped me grow as a person. I think Were you I close with any of your, like, any of the people on the team? Like, did they support you in leaving? Yeah, or? yeah, they all pretty well. Um, I mean, I actually, like, had a meeting with them later that the next day and just told them, like, you know, it, it was my decision to quit. Like, I'm sorry if it, if it affects you guys in any way. But um, this is what I needed to do. And they were all really supportive of it. My roommate actually at the time was, I had told her like the night before too that I was probably, like if that happened, I was going to walk out of practice. And it didn't. The first thing she did was look at me like, oh shit, you're not about to do this, are you? And then I said, okay. And I was like, well, then I'm leaving. <laughs> I just left. And 
that was it actually a lot of the girls were like we should have left with you and i was like no like this it wasn't your battle i didn't expect anything from you guys like this was my decision ultimately you guys gotta do you yeah yeah was it um hard to stay there at that school after that like did it feel weird no so it actually wasn't it actually made everything at that school a lot better and i think it was because i'd finally gotten into pharmacy school I had gotten in the groove. Like, I finished that semester. Um, like I said, I when I quit, I'd already competed at conference. So I mm-hmm. felt like I already did my duty for the, through that season. So mm-hmm. I didn't let anybody down in that aspect. Um, and then pharmacy school, I really had no friends in pharmacy school because I was always with the team if I wasn't in school. And so I finally made friends that weren't on the running team Right. that second semester of pharmacy school and those are like my best friends to this day. Which get this, <laughs> their names, Jordan and Ryan. Aww. Is that weird? <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, was like, it's still what? weird too, because yeah. if you say it, my dad's always like, which Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma <Sure>. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So. Um, do, was there anything like throughout that time? I mean, I know that, um, you know, our parents were a good, good people to lean on and like vent to, but what helped you get through that? Cause I feel like I remember maybe at one point you were saying that there was like a school counselor, maybe that you were talking to. Was that, I don't, I don't remember if that there, was the same time frame. Yeah. There was a school counselor that I said I was going to set up a meeting with that I never did. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it had everything to do with time Yeah, and nothing to do with like, I didn't want to do it. Uh, I actually did want to, but I just trying to squeeze it in between work. Actually, when I stopped doing cross country, um, I was working three, I was working four jobs. Um, and I was doing some weeks I was working 35 hours or more on top of going to school full time. And so time was just not really a thing that I had. Um, I had, I found a way to fit everything in except for that, uh, and which sleep. probably wasn't, yeah, exactly, <laughs> which probably wasn't the smartest thing, but I pretty well, I mean, mom was huge in that component, but sometimes I would get mad at her when she came <laughs> and stuff, and I'd be like, whatever, I'm not calling home again. It took me, and then I had to, like, swallow my pride, like, four days later, and I'd be like, hey, mom. <laughs> I thought about what you said. You're probably right, but I don't want you to be. That's so funny. So, um... <laughs> yeah really um during that time it was mainly like my roommate Michaela um Kat my Mm -hmm. friend Kat she was a huge proponent of that and she kind of knew what it was like too because she stopped running as well um I also kind of wanted to talk about the fact that you still run Mm -hmm. and so I was well, I am doing I – re- I can't even talk um, – beach body coaching, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing – I am still doing beach body workouts. But I feel like recently since I was like I'm not going to like help anybody actively um, find workouts that work for them and I took that step back, I feel like working out to me is so much more enjoyable. Yeah. And I don't feel pressured like I absolutely have to. And not that I ever felt like I abused that, but sometimes it was like a little bit more than I 
wanted it to be, a little bit more pressure than I wanted it to be. So I'm curious if you felt like at that point you could just run for fun and it wasn't a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the biggest thing of it was that it was no longer a job anymore. You know, I didn't have to be out there doing it. I wanted to be out there doing right. it. Um, I actually trained for a half marathon that spring, and I just wanted to get as close to an hour 30 as possible, and I ended up running a 129.55 or something <laughs> stupid. Shut like, up. Super close. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, and, you know, I'm thinking closer to 130 as possible on the other side of, like, you know, 131 oh, or 132, yeah. and then I was like, 129.55. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, yeah, and so, and that was actually – faster and stronger than I'd been running on the team for yeah. the last like two years probably because you were finally getting like some sleep yeah and sleep <laughs> like and like mentally, when my body hurt I yeah. could take a couple of days off I yeah. knew how to like help myself yeah. um because ultimately you know your body more than anybody else yeah. and no one else can tell you like no it doesn't hurt you're fine you're just yeah. being a baby like you yeah. know how bad it hurts well yeah. and I think too our mental um and our physical are so connected more than everybody realizes that like even if you're in a mindset yeah. of this fucking sucks yeah your body doesn't want to your do body's it. not going to physically show up for you the yeah. way that you need it to yeah like, that makes a big and difference. like i don't know if you ever felt it in like track distance running but when the gun's about to go off you're like pumped yeah you're like your drums yeah. going yeah that third year i was towing the line and it would just be like whatever and be like oh that was the gun <laughs> okay guess i'll start running now <laughs> like you know it's just yeah, like I don't, yeah i don't know i, I remember like telling my parents that too i was like i just it's so not exciting anymore the fire's you know not there, yeah. i'm you know and now even to this day when i start a race i'm like yes the gun's gonna go off <laughs> yeah. and i'm gonna go yeah. but yeah then it was like okay let me just go run this race and i'll do what i always do go home do you think that you <laughs> Do you think that you had maybe a little bit of depression during that time? Oh, during yeah. the, any of that time? Yeah. All of that time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first three years were just insanely were rough for you. They were really hard. Um, I think that's, like, honestly, the darkest places I've ever been was, yeah. It kind of spiraled out of control with, like, it felt like every year I left, something terrible happened at home, and I couldn't be home for oh, it. yeah. And so, like, the first year I left, my uncle died, like, not long after school started like November I was in school in August and he died in November um and then that was really hard because I think how I found out was I I actually called home on my dad's birthday to tell him happy birthday and he answers the phone crying and I don't think Uh, I'd ever heard or seen my dad cry in my entire life and I'm like what the fuck is going on what is happening yeah so then yeah he basically tells me what's happening and uh i'm like okay i guess i gotta go to this christmas party for the running team now like Uh, yeah anyways so then i found out i actually found out of his actual death via facebook (laughs) so that was rough and it was the morning of our regional race so um i also avoided calling home for a very long time after that race Mm -hmm. like i sucked up i sucked it up on that race like i did terrible and then afterwards um i had like texts from my parents like hey can you call us when you get home i'm like nope <laughs> not <laughs> happening <laughs> not calling just yeah. in denial yeah. yeah but uh yeah so then anyways to get over that the second year um second year my grandma got diagnosed with stage three breast cancer so found that one out and then the third year my dog died and found that one out after the fact <laughs> 
And so it was like, Jesus, can I just catch a break? (laughs) And then the fourth year, I think Ryan was born, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it was so hard to be. Yeah, Yeah. I specifically remember actually being in my professor's office talking to her, and then my phone ringing, and I'm like, Oh my god, I have to answer this. Like, I think my sister just had her baby. And they're like, she's like, why aren't you there? And I'm like, I look at her. She's like, like, fuck oh. you. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. She was being like sincere. And yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> and I like, go out in the hallway and FaceTime my parents. But yeah. So that was finally when things started to look up. Yeah. And luckily, year five, nothing happened. <laughs> so <laughs> the yeah. fingers crossed we're good for year six. Yeah. So. I am. Um, I, I remember my... My best friend in South Carolina, Courtney, she, um, when she was having her first child, it was like, I couldn't be there because I live here Mm -hmm. and it's so far away. And at that time, like we had no money, we were broke, you know? And I just remember like someone texting me and being like, she's in, like, she's in labor. Like we're at the hospital, you know? And, um, and just being like, I, I was at work and I just remember being, feeling like, I couldn't do anything, and I wanted to be there, and mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, and at that point, like, FaceTime was not, like, yeah. you know, a thing, and yeah. it just, I just, feel like, I, I had to leave work. I had to be like, um, I'll be back, just, I just really need to, like, get a- away. Mm-hmm. I just have to do something, and I can't be there, and I want to be there, and I think I just left and, like, drove around for, like, an hour, just, like, thinking about it and processing and just like wanting to be there and crying and like you know all this stuff but distance is hard and no matter how close you are as a family I feel like distance like still a barrier yeah Yeah. like there's not a lot you can do I mean you can you can text you can call you can do all these things but like it's not the same as being here and experiencing everything with everybody yeah um so you're doing something super cool in April. Yeah. So I'm I'm running the Boston Marathon. Gives <laughs> <laughs> me a little bit of anxiety. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, ran my first marathon in November. Again, Kevin sent me a training plan, and I followed it to a T because that's just who I am. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I used to laugh because in high school when he would send me training plans, he'd be like, this is not a Bible. Like, do not go by everything it says. If you are tired, take a day off. Um, and he just knew that he had to say that to me because if it was on the plane, it was getting done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very much a goal-oriented enlist person. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I ran my first marathon, had an absolute blast, kind of going back to what you were saying, like your body just kind of takes over. Um, I just I, – I don't think there was ever one point in that marathon where I was like, man, this sucks. Yeah. And I know that's probably never going to happen again. <laughs> and that, that was like my highest of highs for that yeah. race. But um, it was about – 31 degrees and like sleeting and it was kind of miserable cold but I I think it was ended up being good like I couldn't really feel my legs <laughs> <laughs> so it was like they just kept going for me and they never really hurt that bad till I stopped yeah <laughs> and yeah so why why the Boston Marathon um just because I feel like I mean it's a huge it's a huge thing to qualify for especially being my first marathon being my qualifying time um and oh this is gonna sound dumb yeah okay i was like i didn't even know that oh yeah so you have to qualify for it you just like submit 
as yeah, so there's times for each age bracket. So I'm obviously like in the younger, like mm-hmm. the youngest age bracket, actually. Um, and so our qualifying time is three hours and 30 minutes. So anything faster than that will qualify, um, depending on how much you qualified by kind of determines whether you actually made it in or not. Um, because if it fills up faster than like what your qualifying time was, oh. you can still not get a spot. Okay. So um, what was your time? My time was 318. So oh. I qualified by about 12 minutes. Um, and so I actually got to sign up. It's like 15 minutes, I think, 10 minutes, and then five. And that's like the days that you can sign up. So like if you qualified by more than 15, you can sign up on day oh, one. Okay. If you qualified by more than 10, it's day two. So I could qualify on that. I, I could sign up on that second day and register. And did you want to go there specifically because of what happened? Or is that always I been... think it's just kind of a runner's... You know, it's a running goal. It's a big I mean, one. for runners, like a it, like, it's like you qualify for Boston and, and you go. And you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of one of those like unsaid rules, you know? Yeah. Like if you're a marathoner, you want to run Boston at least once. Yeah. Um, I think another huge goal of mine would be to qualify for New York City Marathon, which is actually a faster time requirement than what I ran. So um, that's kind of my next. Probably my next goal. It's a few years out because I don't think I can put it in the time of training that I actually really would like to. Mm. Um, so I think I was only running like 40 miles a week for that marathon I ran in November, which is less than what I was running in high school for 5Ks. So, mm. um, And it doesn't um, make you nervous at all about <laughs> like what happened? Uh, okay, so ago. I'm a very high anxiety human. Um, yeah. I don't really like a lot of social interaction. <laughs> yes. I struggle hardcore. <laughs> Um, I actually just came from a conference in Las Vegas where there was like 3,000 to 4,000 people shoved in one room trying to talk to the same programs that everybody else wants to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I left that room like in tears. (laughs) 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 What am I doing here? Um, But no, so anytime I'm in one of those like high volume places, I'm on like full or I remember the first time I was at that half marathon, I looked up and saw snipers on the roof and I was like, holy shit. Like... (laughs) um this is kind of scary yeah uh, but then you're kind of like oh, i guess the gun's gonna go off soon and then you kind of forget about it yeah luckily um in like the more local races like that marathon i ran i start in the first kind of like corral so i'm closer to the front so i don't feel like i'm smashed between mm. thousands of people but at boston i will be smashed between yeah. thousands of people because my qualifying time will put me like in the middle yeah from the front to the back and so it's I think I'll be a little more, like, on nerve, but on edge. Um, I'm kind of in the mindset, though. It's, like, I can be as scared of that stuff as I want, but it can't really stop me from living my life. True. And it's not like it can be prevent. Like, you can't exactly control it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Are you going or no no because she's graduates in may oh right, right, right. so yeah, that was i was like i know you were talking yeah. about maybe going yeah. i couldn't okay yeah. yeah so we're all gonna go my mom's going though which is cool and nice. then my aunt lives on the east coast so she's gonna meet there mm-hmm. so i'll have Sweet. some people yeah but yeah so what was it like the, we're gonna totally switch now just because I, i'm <laughs> curious um what was it like growing up with Jordan as like an older sister? And can you remember any time where it was like really hard for you guys? As- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say it was really hard for us um, after I graduated high school because I was just kind of over my parents, really, mm-hmm. and I was just over being at home, so I literally just stopped going home. Um, and I remember that being really hard for Brooke mm-hmm. because I just kind of abandoned her. Um, but I don't know. How long did it take? It took a little while, It was I a think. little while. Um, and really, I was mad at – it wasn't even, like, that you left. I think it was how you left, A. And then, yeah. B, mom and dad were, like, beside themselves, didn't know what to do with themselves. So I got the lash so out of all of it. it so I got and, yelled at yeah. all the flipping time. Like, I would, like, freaking tiptoe around the house <laughs> and, like – freaking bump something it'd be like Brooke what are you doing and I'm like oh my god people like and then yeah so I definitely got the brunt end of that stick like, damn um it's all Jordan's fault but I think I remember you coming home one time when mom and dad weren't home mm-hmm. and you were like what is wrong with you like why won't you talk to me I'm like because I'm freaking mad at you like I think I told her that I was like I just keep getting yelled at by mom and dad for crap that you're doing like I'm not I'm just going to school and coming home I don't even do anything and I get yelled at I remember calling Logan like multiple times I'm coming over like my parents are on one (laughs) do you remember that conversation and feeling like that sank in like I don't, honestly. But you're I don't just like, remember. Oh, whatever. Yeah. No. But I think maybe I remember, maybe it was mom. I feel like mom said something that I was like, oh. I honestly, like, I was just so blindsided and, like, excited that I. You were free. I didn't have to fucking listen to anybody. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I was having fun. And um, I think I was just blindsided by it all. So I think, I think it was mom. She mentioned something like. Um, I don't know. I think she just said, like, I think Brooke thinks you abandoned her. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I totally forgot did. that there was yeah, I another person there that I was leaving. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really remember, like, how we started talking more again. But I think also it was just, like, because um, I had just moved in with Alonzo mm-hmm. at his parents' house. So I think it was just the combination of, one, my parents accepting that that's just what I was going to do. And then me accepting, like, it's okay for me to bring him around. Like, I was just like, nope, there's this wall. There's this clear mm-hmm. separation. Yeah, so I think it was just the the combined of us just being like, this is what Jordan wants to do. And, like, I don't know. Well, like, and I this think This is it, my life with Alonzo. This is my life with my parents. And right now. I'm allowed to I'm with mesh them. Yeah. 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 And I think it just took a while to mesh them, especially because at first you were so guarded with it. Everybody was so hurt. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, it really was. And I think, like, it took them a little while. <laughs> I still remember when Alonzo spent the night. Oh, yeah. And I woke up to dad. Like, I'd never heard my dad that pissed off in my entire life. I, like, snuck Alonzo in, and he spent the <laughs> night. And obviously my dad, like, realized he was there. And he was like, Jordan, your friend needs to leave. And I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm, such, I I'm think- such a bitch. <laughs> I was like, no, he doesn't actually. He's fine. And he was like, I'm going to take a shower. Your friend needs to leave. And I was like, okay. And when then- was this? How old were you? 18. Seventeen. Like you had graduated or not yet? I don't remember if I. I don't remember if I was like a sophomore. Or... I, don't, I don't remember. No, I. Was th- I it was probably before. Yeah, it was probably before well, I probably graduated. Probably spring of. Yeah. But like right before you. Graduated. Anyways, yeah, he was pissed, and 
So we didn't like just, um, I wasn't vibing already with my parents before I started hanging out with Alonzo. Right. And then you didn't bring him around. And, and I think I that's why mom and dad that. were like yeah. that shady. Like, and when yeah. I did, I was a bitch about it. Yeah. When you yeah. did, you snuck him in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I yeah. didn't do things the best on my part. Right. And I think. And I think that's what got it. But yeah. I mean, now, honestly, I can't imagine not having Alonzo in our lives. Like, yeah. he's the brother I never had. So it's yeah. like. It's weird to me to hear, like, that story and, <laughs> and realize that that did, they, you know, they didn't Oh, yeah, always, they like, did not. Alonzo. Like, now your mom calls him, like, hey, you mm. want to fix our bathroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 They did not like him. Uh, also, I mean, I can kind of understand. Yeah, but not okay. only because of how I presented him, but in high school, he wasn't the best. He, he didn't wasn't have a good reputation. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have like the best reputation. I still remember him as like Alonzo for president on his like little one dollar bills at Nordale Elementary. Oh yeah, because we all went to elementary school together. <laughs> like hand them out. Oh my god, uh, Zoe for president. <laughs> <laughs> also, he always had really long hair in elementary yeah. school. <laughs> So that's funny. <laughs> Zoster. Uh, um, do you remember any other times? Or what like was childhood? No, okay, that was like though. we heard your perspective okay, from yeah, yeah. that specific okay. event. Like, what was your perspective on? My like, perspective was like, oh shit, Dad's about to kill somebody. Because honestly, when that happened, like I remember Dad yelling, "This isn't an effing hotel," or like something <laughs> stupid, and it's like early because my dad yeah, gets up really. at like two thirty in the morning, and I'm like in my room, just <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, I just didn't even get up. So I, at that point, I was yeah, like, like hey, honestly, Dad needs to blow some steam. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, like our dad does not get mad that no. often, but when he does, it's like watch out, rage blackout it's like you i know i I, (laughs) I mean let's be real (laughs) yeah whenever we would like (laughs) fight like fight um in our younger years i have been this size my entire life (laughs) no matter what you guys think (laughs) um so i've just always been tiny and non-muscular and meanwhile i was large and in charge <laughs> a little chubby <laughs> she's a little chubby oh. so she outweighed me all the time by like a solid 40 pounds yeah like she outweighed me by a lot so so we would like fight or wrestle and i couldn't do anything because yeah. she could just yeah. like hold me down <laughs> But I would just, like, legit black out and just... Like, thrash. Yeah, yeah. like, rage. It was it was bad. Do you remember when I threw scissors at you? Yeah. And it, like, uh, missed your head by, like, yeah. over here. I tell people about that now, and they're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I didn't think it was that bad. I know. <laughs> I don't remember. We weren't that old. Well, we both go, don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, sitting on my bed, and it was up against the wall, and I probably said something asshole-ish and she had scissors in her hand and she <laughs> threw them and they just like like point end to the wall and I remember we just like looked at it and like looked at each other and we're like jeez what about like I guess like in relationship to sports and stuff I feel like growing up we kind of switched for me it was like the age of like seven to 15 maybe yeah. less than that because I think I started kind of like distancing away from skating the older I got but I mean definitely 
attention was on me all the time for skating. We were traveling. I was going, practicing every morning. Um, And at that point, you you did play a little bit of sports, but nothing like super competitive. But nothing was like super competitive or anything. I think we bowled. Yeah, we were on a bowling league. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyways. So, I mean, you did. Was that annoying? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think when it really got to me, though, was like when we would, like, I remember going to Seattle for Mm -hmm. two weeks, and that whole first week was all about you. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being like, can we go do something fun besides sit at a damn ice rink all the time? Like, I want to go. I loved watching you compete. I mean, I feel like I was just as involved in your figure yeah. skating as you were at some points, like yeah. selling your raffle tickets. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, like I would work the concession stands and I loved it. Like I loved the association. I loved being around it because I loved watching you skate and the shows were so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I would dress up as part of the oh, show yeah. and oh hand gosh, out like red tickets so for people. Adorable. Like I remember what was it like a circus one? Mm-hmm. And I was a clown and I just like ripped tickets for people oh at the front doors and I loved every second of it. But yeah, it was definitely weeks like Seattle where I'd be like dad can we please just go like watch a movie or something you know and he's like well jordan's got to be at the rink i'm like mom can take her (laughs) come on (laughs) but um i feel like i didn't ever really like mind it that much though um, like Arctic Winter Games, I feel like I was super involved in that. Like I collected pins oh, at shit, Arctic Winter Games. Oh shit! I forgot I competed yeah. at Arctic Winter yeah. Games. What the fuck? Like <laughs> I totally, you know. And it's not like I didn't have the option to figure skate. Yeah, because I started you it. I fell on my head and I quit. Like it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't graceful. Not my thing. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and I think then I kind of transformed in the sports, and um, I know that probably wasn't easy too, though, on your end, because I feel like I was Miss. Let me get good grades in high school and let me do all the sports. And um, mm, I, I know you didn't really like school, and mom and dad were probably a lot harder on you than they were me at that point. I just remember um, I I remember that I did not get a cell phone until I was sixteen years old, and my sister got one in like eighth fucking grade. Yeah, and it was always like, "Well, Brooke has good grades," <laughs> and I was just remember being like, "I don't care, like <laughs> that sucks." Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, do you feel like that <laughs> was actually the reason, or do you feel like the reason was you were less responsible, and they just knew they could trust her with a phone, and they weren't sure about trusting you with the phone, and but they just didn't want to tell you that. No, I don't think it was because I like they didn't think I was responsible. I think it was legit just like second child syndrome. Like oh, everything that I had to yeah. wait came to sooner. do came yeah. so much sooner for Brooke, and I think that that's just that's normal. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I just remember being like so salty like are you kidding me <laughs> i'm like well newsflash i ain't gonna get good grades so, <laughs> like let's just drop that one because it ain't happening but, yeah there's I, definitely like downfalls though to like getting good grades as in i was so hard on myself when i got bees even in well, college i was gonna say then the expectations are so much higher as well yeah right? like well, if you said Standards. But like, it's not like mom and dad. It were wasn't like, like that. No, it was like it was my mom always being like, "Brooke, get a B. Like it's okay." <laughs> you know, I'd call her and be like, "I just got a B. I'm so pissed because I was so close to an A." Yeah. And she'd be like, "It's a B." Brooke's like the person to cry over, like an eighty-eight percent or something. Well, yeah, it's close to an A. 
No, 88. And I'm just like, 89. I'm just like, yay, I passed gym with a 62%. <laughs> I don't have to take it again. Yeah. That real life happened. <laughs> I feel like I'm right in the middle of you two when it comes to that kind of stuff because, like, I definitely don't want a 62, but I would be fine with an 88. Like, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, that is it Tommy Boy? I got, I got a D! Uh, yeah. Something, yeah. 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 That's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but that's weird because that doesn't translate to me now. Now. No. Yeah, that's definitely so. not how it is now. I feel like you're 100% in anything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just the environment of school and being yeah. that age and just high school. Yeah. When you're you're being told to do things that like you didn't choose to do, but like your job now, like you chose to do your yeah. like yeah. you know anything else that you do like on the side, like you choose to do this podcast, you chose to do like yeah for sure. There's a difference. Yeah, huge mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other questions for her? Well, I did realize that we didn't. I know, me too. (laughs) We usually ask um, our guests to ask any of our previous guests a question, and then we ask them and we share the answer during the thing. During the thing. Mm -hmm. So, but we did the same thing with my brother. Yeah, and we had to do his question in the intro, which is probably what What we'll we'll do do. with this one. I think I would like to hear a good. Jordan story. Funny or serious? Funny. There's any anything embarrassing that she did all the time? I feel like it was always me. (laughs) 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 Really? Pictures of me naked all the time. (laughs) I guess this. Yeah. Not to answer your question. This opposite. But uh, I feel like yeah. When Brooke was younger, she was like just naked all the time <laughs> but like the older she got just like she just became so conservative and like just didn't want to see anybody like not even naked just like so I loved that and I and I like just particularly make her really uncomfortable like like caress her leg or something or or I'd be Jill like Jordan if I wanted her to get out of my room I'd just start taking my clothes off <laughs> Like I'm taking my shirt off. Okay, hold on. Yeah, like (laughs) that was always just weird to me. But (laughs) so funny. I feel like I missed out on like sibling stuff. Even though I have a sibling, I just feel like I missed out on like these weird like sibling things. Do you remember Mm -hmm. when we like danced or like dressed up and like jasmine outfits or something yeah. and then danced in the living room and then like had a hat and we're like dad give us money yeah yeah i think oh actually so do you remember when you got jaw surgery so <laughs> yeah. you were in anchorage and i was actually in anchorage too for a basketball tournament and they were gonna try to come but it was the day after the surgery and, and i was, she was fucked up yeah she was she was like still like throwing up from the anesthesia and all that oh. and so Which, they didn't end up coming jaw surgery girl. Sounds like yeah yeah fine. so i get home and she's in her room and i like walk in and i'm like hey jordan what's up she's like oh my god bro guess what and like you can barely understand her she's like I bought an $80 tank top from Nordstrom's. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. She's like, yeah, I figured if I'm going to die, I might as well. 
That's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, I was so proud because I have never liked spending money on clothes. I was so proud. I mean, I thought if I was going to die, I might as well do it. Okay. That was a cute ass tank top, too. That's funny. Uh, Well, it's really cool to, like, finally meet you in person and, like, have you here and have you on the podcast. Thank thank you for coming and talking to us, for sure. And we'll get you that question. Yeah. Or we'll have you give us that question. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, M&Ms. Thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told. That's right, and you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Mental M Podcast, or email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.